0: Drink so that we've got that
1: Britain. Yeah. Which one is this? Dead Guy. Hmm.
2: Rogue Spirits.
1: Dead Guy. This almost smells like mead. Dead Guy Wiki.
0: Yeah, Ruggs are really cool distillery and brewery. They started doing that a long time ago. They have an entire farm, so they do a lot of, most of their ingredients are actually grown oh, on wow. the farm.
2: You killing the content? Do you want to say this again? You're going to... Probably. Oh, okay. I'm just, Knowing him, he probably I'm already hit the course. I'm just waiting. Of course for... I am. Of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dick. It's recording, just like, lets me go, and then, you know.
2: Every episode that I've listened to so far, you're asking, are you on? Mm-hmm. Are you, am I live?
1: Are we going? Are and we on? It's
2: like, yes. Let's do it live! Let's do it live! <laughs> we'll do it live! We'll do it live! Fuck it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well then, I guess since we are live, uh, welcome, dear listener, to the Savor the Burn podcast. My name's Jonathan. Across the table from me is the illustrious illustrious whatever I don't know w2 and uh, (laughs) today is a very special occasion because we have a uh, a guest in-house Mr. Chandler, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us about yourself a little bit.
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, Thank you so much for having me here. First time caller, long time listener. (laughs) So great to be here with Savor the Burn, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm going to introduce myself. But I guess my first question is, is this an opportunity for me to, you know, I've had a lot of heartache in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking for like a Delilah in my life. And I was wondering <laughs> if you two would be those people in this. Like when I think of Savor the Burn, yes, cocktails, rocktails. That's what I read on the description right, right, on Spotify. Right. If you're listening to this, please check it out. Like and subscribe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of weird if they're already listening to it and liking and subscribe. But anyway, regardless.
1: Sometimes they, they like us on Facebook, but they haven't subscribed on YouTube. Gotcha. Or they, they've subscribed on YouTube, but they haven't liked us on Instagram. Or
2: But I was wondering if the burn part... Could be like helping fix this this broken heart of mine with some um, suggestions, some helpful tips, and different things like that. Well, we've or got is that whiskey. Not, is that not we've got whiskey? Is that not what you do? I just want to make uh, sure. What's the game plan here? We
1: we've got you. You said Delilah. Now I don't know if you mean Delilah in the uh, biblical sense. I think no, uh, I don't think that. Was I was, with the. I uh, think I think I'm uh, thinking I think she was with Samson. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he. Yeah. She cut the hair. She turned him in.
2: Yeah, she that, cut the hair. So that's not what I'm thinking of. That bitch. I'm thinking of like more Radio Delilah. Like I okay. could call in and okay. and say, hey, listen, you know, could you play um, Wind Beneath My Wings or something okay. like that? Is there a rock okay. version that would help me heal? Like you got a rock song?
1: Hmm. Yeah. As far as healing a broken heart, th- I'm afraid that's gonna that's gonna take time. Okay. Maybe a little counseling. And okay. Th- just remember, it's okay to not be okay. I've learned that lesson several times the hard way, over and over. <laughs> well, every time I forget, I have to learn it again.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm uh, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm gonna leave now. Oh no! Already fixed. Every- oh.
1: Oh no! There's more to. There's, there's more. Th- we haven't touched. <laughs> I thought we haven't touched the wiki.
2: I honestly thought that like that's all that I needed to do. I came no, in here.
1: No, you're stuck. Okay, you're here for for uh, for okay. the evening. Okay, well, okay, cool. And we're gonna no, do ex- multiple uh, episodes here tonight.
2: Okay, I'm excited mm-hmm. for this. I will. So I should have done an introduction, right? I think I've already done it. Heartbroken. You know, I've been through the the mud. Been through <laughs> the, the muck. I've mm-hmm. done no. Seriously, Chandler Johnson. <laughs> I'm a, a designer, lover of all things that are awesome, and I am excited to just hang out with two amazing, beautiful people <laughs> in front of me. So I'm that's that's basically what I got. All right. I'm just all trying right. to. I'm just the third person, just trying to the caboose, just bringing it, bring it in in. <laughs> that's here. good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Chandler and I have known each other for for a minute now, and uh, through design, through work, and that. And so
1: you didn't meet him at the institute, art institute. Nope. or you you guys met at a, on a
2: job. Yeah, the uh, the
0: nonprofit that we used to work for. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of where we met
2: and uh, the mothership as I refer to it these days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a mystery. And that's the thing. I'm a little bit of a mystery. That's okay. Like, I think this is this is a part where Secret What you're lo- agent man.
1: All right. What you're All looking right. for
2: <laughs> is like I'm I'm a, like I'm I'm looking to be a little bit of a of a tease mm-hmm. where people are going to again savor the burn. Mhm. They get a little bit of who Chandler is right now, mm-hmm. but like hopefully you ask me back like later down the road, mm-hmm. and then I give him a little bit more. Maybe I give him the name of the organization. Maybe maybe, maybe that's a teaser. Maybe, maybe. I'm not. Listen, no promises. no promises. Right, no promises. But it's basically <clears throat> I'm going for the long plan, like mm. Marvel Comics, MCU oh, type okay. thing, okay. like a ten like ten ten episode. Like storyline. So
1: you're giving us a uh, kind of a, a view from a window into the Chandler universe. Yes,
2: yeah, and okay. it's just a tease. It's just right. a little teaser. Like yeah. you're just getting a little bit. We're of-
1: looking at the window, but there's a you know there's a curtain. Yeah, it's it's kind of blocking out some of the sunlight, but it's kind of not. Yeah, it's a white curtain. Yeah. Of, of mystery
2: yeah you're like I've, I know that like you've seen the silhouette yeah you're you like, know something's going on you're like on oh that's there. beautiful
1: yeah what beautiful. is that it's interesting there's I, there's, there's yeah. depth and breadth and, and wild wonder yeah I really yeah. like that
2: Should, could you could you move over a little bit that, that. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wayne needs he wants to see it too yeah. <laughs> only he's seen more than I have
2: it's a little bit it's true maybe too much
1: okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe too much so I'm excited like yeah that's basically
0: who I am. So help me out a little bit. We haven't even talked about what's on the the docket for uh, our first pour tonight, and and I know this is one that has become quite the favorite of yours. It's true. But help me remember, where did our mutual love of whiskeys start?
2: I almost think it's because of you (laughs) that our mutual love of whiskey began. Because like, you would talk about, hey, I've got it into whiskey, or like, hey, I have all these different brands that you should try. Mm-hmm. I think I came over here once just to hang out, and we were talking, and here, you, try this. You were like, try this, try this, try this, and I was like, okay, okay, like this is this is good. I don't really love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about how you, you know, you accumulated all of these with what's the name of the. Flavor.com. dot com flavor dot com yeah,
0: which actually I was getting ready to, to say over the last couple of years, this one in particular, Chandler has had me put that in your cart too
2: <laughs> so that's that's basically how I started collecting okay. was through him sharing his love and his passion of whiskey and then me taking that passion and being like, all right, look, let me have my own collection. So that from time to time I can, you know, when I'm feeling like I need a drink mm-hmm. and I just want something really yeah. small, simple, quick, this is going to do it. And um, I am really excited to have this drink with you all <laughs> because it is one of my yeah. favorites. That's yeah, cool. And, and, I don't and, think I've had it before.
0: And, and we've talked about Flavor.com quite a bit throughout the last few Certainly. episodes. And, you know, one of the things that we have been doing is I have accumulated a lot of their taster boxes. With the little samplers, and so we've kind of been plowing through those at a pretty good clip, mm-hmm. and uh, finding some great ones along the way. Definitely, and, the, the, and I was man, just thinking the, about the, that, that the variety box,
1: Pete uh, Monster. That was yeah. one of your testers, and it was really good. Actually, we were we were also talking about that today.
0: I was uh, I was at the store today, and I was very very excited to find the good about a. Online subscription like this is you get access and and exposure to a lot of new things that you may not necessarily be able to find in your area or like this one it typically is not available in the local store but it's available online and actually I got this bottle you know we've talked about my sister who's in Knoxville Tennessee uh, my brother-in-law's side of his family is from Oregon mm. and uh, she's very very fond of. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it uh, to kind of break the ice on this. Rogue Spirits, Rogue Brewing Company, Rogue Farms. Uh, they kind of do a little bit of everything. And this particular bottle, uh, I don't remember what the date on it says, 2013. So I've had this bottle for a couple of years now. And it's just it's one of those things where it's just kind of sat in the back of my... I, I love it. It's it's a great whiskey, but it sat in the back of my cabinet for for a while. And there's
1: and a reason for that too, right? The... Because of uh, you wanted to do like a side by side comparison,
0: which we have. It's been a minute since we've we've done that. Um, Yeah, Uh, you know, it's it's always fun to kind of try. You know, has this whiskey evolved any? Uh, Have they changed anything uh, in the bottling process, or it's sitting in the cabinet for years? Mm -hmm. Has anything kind of I think changed within it? If you
1: had the topper off. And mm-hmm. on and off and on, you know, multiple times, uh, it would you know replace the air in here, and the the ethanol evaporates out, mm-hmm. and that would definitely affect the taste over time. But you said you've had this in the back; it really hasn't been opened. Yeah, I, you know, often, I've I, yeah, right?
0: I've nipped on it here and there over mm-hmm. the years. The last time, uh, this is uh, Rogue Spirits Dead Guy whiskey, and uh, what's fun about this is Rogue started off as a as a brewing company. And they put Mm. out a lot of great beers, uh, a wide variety. One of their flagship beers that they're known for is their Dead Guy Ale. And recently, they've expanded on that, and they've done a Dead Guy IPA. Mm. And then they have a Dead Guy, maybe a Dead Guy Stout, maybe the other one. I'm blanking on what the other one is. But they've kind of done some variations on that. Well, back in 2000, this was 2013, so probably 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. On top of the brewery, they have their farms where they do a lot of uh, local produce and, and whatnot. That expanded into a Rogue Spirits where they do, they do a gin. They do a couple different rums. Uh, mm. I've, I've had their hazelnut rum which is pretty good.
1: That sounds good. And,
0: and uh, they also have a couple of vodkas. And they've, they've actually got two or three different uh, whiskeys. They've got a, uh, one that is aged in one of their stout barrels. So it's kind of that inverse kind of a thing. You know, beers have been aging in whiskey barrels for a long time. Yeah. Now uh, you're starting to see a few distilleries here and there are starting to do the inverse and take those stout barrels and then reaging their yeah, so uh, their uh, Jameson
1: has a, a right. an offering now that they've done that too. Yeah,
0: so what they've done is they've taken the same mash bill that they do for their beer and they've applied it to the distilling process and produced a whiskey off the same recipe.
2: I will say this: one of the things that with the bottle that Wayne has versus the bottle that I have. Is the the branding has changed and has evolved, which is really really cool. They now have like a topper that mm-hmm. like that, um, has that has the, the dead, the dead guy, guy designed on it, mm-hmm. um, and looks a little bit more like kind of like pirates like yeah. bottle, like what you would imagine a pirate would have mm-hmm. or carry around a little bit more. And so like I love the way that you can see the evolution of a brand that started off adventuring into something completely new and now has figured out, oh, people really Mm -hmm. love this. We're going to make this a thing and we're going to be able to expand and kind of create a, you know, extension of what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Like like Chandler said, it's really cool to kind of watch something like that go through that evolution process.
2: And I'll say this, like for me, I'm, like I'm still a rookie, fully a rookie when it comes to understanding all the elements that it takes to make great whiskey. But what I do love is the experience from start to finish. And I'm I always trying to think of like even with the bottle from a designer's perspective like what the experience that you're getting from like the look of the bottle, the feel of the bottle that pour taking you know, taking the topper off, you mm-hmm. know, opening it and then pouring the drink, then finally drinking it. But like there's so many other parts to it that I also also find fascinating that some of my decisions to Wayne when I, I'm asking Wayne, hey, could you hook me up with this drink or this bottle, this bottle or or whatever, is the overall experience. And one of the things that I think is really great about flavor is being able to get some expert opinions Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's a a membership. So you're going in there and people are giving their feedback that you hopefully are going to trust them more than just Google or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or like, you're not going to have to go through the weeds to find true connoisseurs that are going to give feedback. But then at the same time, I get to see the bottle. I get to see what, where it came from, a little bit of the history of it. And I think that Dead Guys are a perfect example of if you've been there from the beginning to see kind of the storytelling and the history as it's evolved into this new thing. Um, I think about that at the same time with like, and I know this is off subject, but like with Beer, with Boulevard being here in Mm -hmm, Kansas City mm -hmm. and watching them evolve from oh, where they started off yeah. to and to where they are now it's just been really really cool
0: i, I completely get that and, and it's fun to watch and and understand where it started and kind of where where they're they're heading and, and and seeing the arc of that big picture
2: and the thing is that i feel like it's you hope that they don't lose their way right right because my concern is that like the what makes rogue spirits great is like that taste, Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. That's the essential thing. It doesn't matter about anything else except for what's in the bottle. You know, it could, it can still be the same looking bottle at the end of the day. I want it to taste consistent across the board. Mm Yeah. So, or evolves in a way that it's better than what it was before. But like, Mm -hmm. I worry sometimes where you get so inventive or excited about the shiny new objects that are out there that you lose your way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hope that most historically great whiskey brands haven't done that. Do you feel like that there's any ones that have kind of done that, that they fell off or anything like that? Or do you think that that's whiskey is kind of like tried and true kind of?
1: I think the I, oldest brands yeah, probably I, most certainly have.
2: I think, it,
0: And I think it varies from, from brand to brand. This particular one, this is, uh, uh once again, it's Rogue Spirit's Dead Guy Whiskey. The current... Uh, retail on this one 48 dollars uh, they're from Oregon and they've got it's their own distillery so it's rogue spirits distillery this is one where they have specified it as a two-year whiskey a couple of them that we tried last week were an nas which stands for no age statement and a lot of them do that this entire market is all about blending you know you're blending barrels you're blending from all over the place, looking for the right flavor, the right taste, the right product. As a result of that, you are required, if you put an age on it, you are required to age it by the youngest one. That's part of the blend. So a lot of like, for this, this one's is, they have disclosed it as a two year. That means that Two-year is the youngest one that they have blended with this. Chances are there's some five, six, seven, eight, nine-year whiskeys that have been blended in in there with it, but they have to disclose that. So if it has an NAS, typically you're going to have, I don't know if you can go less than a year, but we tasted a couple that were one-year mm-hmm. whiskeys, and they weren't bad. I think out of all of them that we've tried, they were a lot hotter right. because they were so young. I appreciate knowing the age of the, the whiskey. Gives you
1: ballpark idea yeah. to what to expect.
0: And their site says that uh, this one is listed as a single malt whiskey uh, style. And um, maturation on this is aged in new American oak barrels. Comes in at 40% alcohol, so that's 80 proof. Mm-hmm. So it's not an overly hot whiskey. But it is a
1: a two year whiskey, and the smell on the nose, it's like um, you know, it's honey, honey and vanilla, like right off the top. It almost smells like mead, uh, honey mead.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, a few days ago, I guess it was over the weekend. I got a text message from uh, my son, and and he always he always starts with sending me a text message of uh, a pair of metal horns. Mm. Uh, you know, the little emoji metal horn little icon. And so I replied back, hey, you know, well, how's it going or whatever? And he's like, I was at the store today, and I picked up a bottle of mead, and mm. I really, really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do.
1: <laughs> yeah, mead is fantastic. It says here in the notes here on the nose, uh, it starts with honey and grassy notes. I'm not picking up on grassy notes, as well as some cereal. Uh, cereal can mean a lot of different things yep. to a lot of different people. I'm thinking like you know, Fruit Loops, and you know, <laughs> but like what it actually means, it could mean like uh, oatmeal, you know, yeah. but to other people. So yep. uh, that or cream of wheat, whatever, malto meal, uh, smokiness, uh, some caramel, and citrusy notes. I think orange zest. I'm and definitely
0: I... picking up the, the orange, uh, yeah. citrusy. Yeah, I'm picking on up this. the
1: citrusy. Definitely the honey mm-hmm. and some of the caramel, but really kind of nothing, nothing on the others. I'm gonna give this a little mouth and see what happens. On the mouth, mm. there's smokiness. It's got a mm-hmm, bit of a burn. Mm-hmm. It's a spicy kind of in the mouth burn, uh, as far as the the heat goes. I don't know. I still, I'm still not picking up grassy notes, but it's uh. been a while since I've mowed my yard, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, the the power of suggestion is always mm-hmm. there. I, I I think, and I think it becomes very easy. You know, once 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 I say it has this in there, it's easy to go. Okay, yep, yep. I see it. But uh, I, I think I I am picking up a little bit of a grassy mm. k- kind of a flavor on the
2: palate. So let me ask you as again, a guest here, mm-hmm. you have done this a few times, a right? Few time. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is is the process of drinking whiskey would you say that it's the same as like how you like approach wine like in the sense of like when it comes to tasting it or is there certain things that techniques or that you would suggest doing again for a rookie yeah that would be better for to be able to process and get those notes that you're suggesting that you're talking about
0: early on jonathan found a great youtube video that he passed around uh that we've talked about a couple times that talked about um a process for enhancing Uh, the taste of that and that is that it recommended uh, you open the bottle you pour your glass and you let it sit and breathe for one minute for every year on the age then at that point as you taste it you should hold it in your mouth for one second for every year old it is
1: and that's not, it's not like a hard, a hard rule. It's just a yeah. guideline, you know, yeah. if, sure. if you, if you're looking to try to uh, enhance your, uh, your, your experience with it. And like you, you probably saw us switching it around, holding up, looking for legs. I only do that because I've seen wine people do that. Uh-huh. I don't know. And what is legs? Legs is, uh, it's can uh, the dripping, you know, yeah. where it's actually like kinda... when you get the, the, the liquid on the side of the glass and then you level it out again, you can see it. Form little streaks going down uh-huh. the side of the yeah. glass
0: it's where it kind of just sticks to the side of the glass and kind of just stays in place
1: mm-hmm.
2: so why would that be a, either a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I'm thinking it has something to do with the um ingredients and the and the fats that are that are in the the viscosity uh, The vis- viscosity and <laughs> the uh the thickness of, of what's going on in, inside the glass but I don't. I don't know for sure because I've never done a uh, been to an actual wine tasting. Wayne no, hasn't. I, I haven't either. Wayne's uh, W two here. He's been to several whiskey tastings, mm-hmm. like with the flights. Uh, you know, much like what we have over here from uh, what is it? Holtz. Holtz.
2: What I love about showing up to Dub's house is having the experience, like the custom. Like you got ice that don't you have ice that or you have? Well, you have the the. With the cherries you have the skulls the, mm-hmm, the skull mm-hmm. pins yep uh-huh. does your ice have i've hedging? got skull i
0: got skull ice cubes too. yeah yeah
2: i mean come on You now. recently
1: <laughs> got some uh, ice trays that make square yep to fit in the uh, square bottom i i got i got ice.
0: it's actually two parts so i got a new fear mm. ice cube tray Which i
1: like those those are pretty cool uh
0: the ones i ha- i had before i absolutely love the problem I have with them is the glasses that, I, that we're going to use today are the only glasses that I have that that actual sphere will fit down into. Mm. The glass bottom old-fashioned glasses that I have, I can't put those spheres in there because they're just too big. So mm. I got a new set that's a sphere that's just a little bit smaller, so I can use it in a lot of different types of glasses. And then it also came with a tray with the large ice cubes. Okay. Which we will use those in our cocktails later on.
2: All right. I love this because of the smokiness. Yeah,
1: I get the smokiness on the on the mouth, not so much in the in the nose. And not even so much in the in the finish
0: expand on that a little bit more because i you know l- like we we already talked about this is this is one that you really yeah. really kind of have latched on to yeah and, and and i feel like there's a lot to this one that that really kind of
2: so excites you. like yeah i don't like i don't know how to to explain it especially but i think about it i guess to go with the cocktail to mm-hmm. go with the old fashioned. what i love about it is that you have it 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 works really well in the sense of the subtlety. It, it doesn't run too hot. as like you like talked about it, described it. Um, But like, it's one of those things that when you're making like an old fashioned, which I love, it's kind of the cocktail that I kind of go to when Mm -hmm. it comes to it, the smokiness pops, it, it bursts through in a way that like, that's the main thing that I, that I taste and feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I'm, there's some whiskeys that I've tasted that the other notes that I get, they just feel like they are, and I want not say confusing, but they just kind of like take over in a way that I'm like, I'm not vibing with this. But with the smokiness in this, in this drink, it was, I immediately kind of had this connection with it where I was, I felt like, yeah, I can see myself sitting by a campfire and... Having that smell come in, Mm -hmm. having this drink and tasting it and having it kind of just engulf me in a way that, like, I really wanted to, like, have that experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's why I love it so much, because I don't know if I've had another whiskey that the smokiness is as um, specific as this one and that's the best way i can describe mm-hmm. it because i mean mm-hmm. other, there's other whiskeys that are out there that have that smokiness mm-hmm. for me it's that this one has like a really distinct taste to it mm-hmm. and for me it's just an an instant connection and i you know maybe
1: that can be found from the uh from the new american oak barrels that's maybe I mean. yeah uh, you know they they have to fire those barrels mm-hmm. and and uh it's aged two years uh, at the at the at the least yeah. two years with this age de- designation so maybe uh, it it hasn't had a lot of time to pull vanilla from the charred oak but it has had plenty of time really kind of no uh no other choice but to pull some of that smokiness out of it
0: well and a, a new charred barrel is going to have a very very distinct flavor that's going to come from it Mm -hmm. versus a reused Mm -hmm. barrel Mm -hmm. that first fired new barrel is going to yield a lot more of its initial flavors than a barrel that has been reused
1: and then on the other end of that spectrum from the new uh we have the finish. And the finish I, I wholeheartedly agree with what's what you have written down here in the notes. The lingering finish, which it is lingering, is sweet and malty. Mm-hmm. I get sweet, I get malty. Uh the honey returns with another hint of nuttiness. Maybe not so much the nuttiness, but the uh sweet honey and the and the maltiness.
0: There's a very a very good amount of sweetness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is very it's it's on
0: the nose, on the palate, and on the finish.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the way through.
0: What I like about the finish though is it's it, it has a very lingering finish to it but not in a bad way. Yeah. I think we've had a couple that had very long finishes and you know you get to the end of it and you still have that taste just kind of you can't shake out of your mouth. Yeah. This this is a nice soft finish.
2: And I think again at the price point that's where I I think I'm surprised about this is because like I think for me where it's like I could see myself potentially, and I've obviously, as we talked about it, like regularly have bought a bottle of this. Where I'm not, I'm like, okay, I can work through this bottle and not be mad at myself, and right. also be happy with myself mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. of I'm getting, I'm having a great time drinking this. It's not something that where the finish is like so long where I'm, uh, like, oh, like okay, like I'm, that's, I'm gonna have to sit with this for a little mm-hmm. bit after I get through with it. But at the same time. I feel like it can compete with some of those ones that are the staples. Mm-hmm. And at le- And when I say that, I, I caution myself because I know that there's probably whiskey, you know, more regular risk whiskey drinkers and like that's, you know, blasphemy. Like you can't say that. But I guess I feel like it's just one of those things where it's like, again, I can sit out at the campfire and drink this and it is right in that middle area mm-hmm. that's perfect mm-hmm. for somebody that... Doesn't have a ton of money to be able mm-hmm. to buy, mm-hmm. you know, the highest, you know, priced whiskey that's out there or bourbon. That's and I would out think
1: there. at a forty-eight dollar price point, you're definitely getting what you pay for. I mean, if you like, if you like, not everybody is uh, uh, likes a sweet whiskey or a sweet bourbon, and um, some folks, myself included, will say Jim Beam is a, is a sweet bourbon, mm-hmm. but this is easily. Two three times as sweet as Jim Beam could ever hope to be. Um, this is so honey forward. It's um, but like you said, yep. uh, Chandler. It's got the it's got the the smokiness to it that I don't really I still don't pick it up on the nose, but it's definitely there on the on the mouth and the finish as far as smokiness goes. When we talk about the the heat or it's really hot, it means like on the, the burn. on the mouth mm-hmm. it, it burns shit out of you and then all the way down to the stomach and still sits there and it's mad at you and it's just like
0: I'm a volcano
1: and that sucks. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that kind of whiskey or scotch or or bourbon, but um I like what we've uh talked about here with this uh Dead Guy Whiskey from Rogue, Rogue Spirits. It's uh it does give you a little bit of a burn at the beginning, yeah. And, and but it's it's pretty it, much gone.
2: It feels it feels like I the moment that it it's going down the throat, it's like it just yeah. disappears.
1: Yeah, once it once it hits about mid chest, it's pretty much gone, and all you're left with is kind of the burn, the spiciness, or whatever that you might feel in the in the mouth afterwards. But um, this is uh, this is pretty good. I would uh, I would definitely suggest this so for anybody. Have
2: you ever had it? This is the first time, right? This is my first time okay. having
1: this uh, this particular whiskey. It's it's uh, it's really good. It's really good. Um, mostly because I I have a, a sweet tooth from hell. Like I, I'll eat honeycomb like a bear on bath salts like okay. not the not the breakfast cereal <laughs> but like the actual honeycomb that the bees make and you know i just i had to limit myself to a small like square of it otherwise i'll i'll murder the whole thing so
2: i don't think so. i've ever had honeycomb. you haven't no. okay
1: well not everybody has they see it and it's like it's got wax in it like that you know what you know what honey is I'm like yeah i get it it's bee vomit whatever let's <laughs> let's go you know they, they eat the pollen it churns itself in their little bee stomachs and then they puke it out and then they (laughs) set it there and it just it gets delicious after a while but um uh still i love honey it's part of my uh soul
2: this is i'm gonna have to like this is i'm cataloging this of like things to do in my life is maybe have a honeycomb the only honeycomb that i've ever had is cereal <laughs> okay. which i don't think is okay. the same thing right absolutely not okay Absolutely
1: <laughs> not. wow no no uh you uh if, if you haven't had it by the next time you come over or we uh come to your your place and, and record yeah. uh uh i will i'll make it a point maybe somebody will give me a reminder i have honeycomb at the house i have different kinds and so uh, i will i'll definitely bring some we okay. can share that moment This is. No, like, this is yeah I feel it like... hits me man it okay. hits me and it's just like i'm 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 wrapped in a blanket of love and peace
0: what kind of uh what kind of ratings do we want to give this one?
1: Oh, shit that's actually a good question i hadn't thought about the rating on this
2: so again remind me when it comes to rating what like what what type of system are we working it's a, on
1: it's 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 a personal rating okay it's it's uh you know we we try to when it comes to rating what we drink, uh we stick to that drink because it's unfair to compare yeah. uh uh you know with anything. No. So um we try to stick to that rule as far as uh, what we're drinking in in that particular tasting. So um we'll go uh you know in and it's personal, like I already said, so it'll be just what, zero? What, is it zero to ten or one to ten? One to ten. One to ten. Uh as for me in my house, because it's so sweet uh and it also has a, a bit of a smokiness to it on the mouth in the uh and the in the finish i give it a solid 8 um i'm a bit of a okay. optimist and i'm 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 very happy with uh uh things of uh you know sweetness and mm-hmm, sweetness mm-hmm. overload i can handle that easily. <clears throat> um i also agree with uh chandler's assessment that this would make a a great ingredient for a cocktail and we've talked mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. using specific whiskeys for or bourbons or scotches for specific cocktails uh, because of what uh, to, uh, not just because of uh, what the whiskey has to offer, but having a recipe tailored to that specific whiskey to help bring it to its uh, full potential in a cocktail. So I wholeheartedly believe, and that's why I'm giving it uh, such a high rating, that this is a a very versatile uh, whiskey uh even even though it's it's uh eight out of ten mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. on the tachometer like it's it's got the sweetness factor pegged at a solid you know eight or nine i believe in this whiskey
0: <laughs> i agree with all of that um except as, for the eight well you know as as i continue to to mm-hmm. rate these at yeah i'm a little, a little lower on that i love this whiskey i i think it's fantastic this bottle sitting in the back of my cabinet for as long as it is, is not a sign of me not liking it, because I do like it a lot, but for me it's probably a six and a half mm-hmm. in I'm my gonna- rating system that is still a really good whiskey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think I put it there, I, again like I said, I, I agreed on all your notes on that, for me there's something there, there's something about it that makes this not a go-to type of whiskey for mm-hmm. for me. When I'm drinking and I'm thinking about the drinkability, part of that is not only is how how easy is it to drink in the moment and the flavors and and the sweetness and all that, but it's also that maybe it's muscle memory a little bit, but it's but it's also just that having it becoming that go-to type of a drink for whatever reason as much as i do love everything about this whiskey it's one of those that i love to have on the shelf and pull out once in a while Mm -hmm. it's not my day drinker whiskey and so because of that i've pushed it down to a six and a half
1: how about you chandler where does it Sit with you,
2: you. y'all making it this tough because like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here hearing... so you you've heard how
1: how, how we yeah. individually uh, process these things yeah. and, and rate them, so i mean if you if you had to throw anything at it one to ten and well you know that us know like why. i've
2: I've you know at the beginning of this conversation, like mm-hmm. I said that this is probably my favorite um whiskey um like in the sense of like a consistent one that I would go to. Now, I agree with Dubs in the sense of, like, his assessment of... It's not the one that I pull out, like, an everyday drink. Mm -hmm. But it is something that, like, I will pull out more times than, like, my Jefferson Ocean. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... Like, my Jefferson Ocean has only been drank twice Mm -hmm. since I've had Mm -hmm. it. And that's been over, like, a year or so. Mm -hmm. And, I like, I rarely pull out pro- probably because of the price point, probably because of the prestige mm-hmm. of like how it got into my hands mm-hmm. because it was on an ocean liner and all that type of right. stuff. So like there's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. But I will, because it is my favorite because you gave it an eight, I will say an 8.5 at the moment mm-hmm. um, because of, I think again, it is for being able to, Consistently purchase it. I think that is at a price point that's like, I don't have any like quarrels about buying it mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm going to get a great experience from it. I'm not having to like jump up to 75 and buy this. And I know that like I'm putting a good amount of money into this to like, you know, potentially take my time to drink this. Mm-hmm. If I like buy a bottle and I go through it, yeah, that stinks. But I mean, I know that I've had a really great experience with it, and I think my biggest drive is thinking about the experience. Mm-hmm. I love the smokiness. I love. I really do love the smokiness, and I again, it sends me back to thinking about being at a campground or campfire or something like that around a, a, group, a good group fire pit. Fire pit. Good group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, having a good time. I think it's a great cocktail drink, um, and I think that the more that you put it in the like creating cocktails for it the smokiness and that distinct smokiness that it has will elevate it to why i gave it to 8.5 mm-hmm. again it's my favorite and so i'm probably a little bit more biased about it um but i think that's the reason why i'm giving it that 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 number
1: i like it that's good reasoning Excellent. behind it too yeah you know it's uh, that's that's what separates uh, somebody with uh, I don't know uh, I don't know I don't know if a, a, crit, a critical mind is uh, the right word for it. Somebody that you know uh, takes the time to evaluate their thoughts uh, before they you know puts them out there, versus somebody that just uh, the only reason they want whiskey is to get drunk quicker. You know, yeah, they just want to. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like it really. They're just fucking. Blech.
2: This is weird, but I I also want to put a caveat to everyone out there because I I feel like I would be doing a disservice if I had Katie's banana bread. It would be a nine point five.
1: Okay, like it'd easily care.
2: be a nine point five. I, just, but like being that I didn't have it.
1: Uh huh. And all you have is just our word.
2: Yeah. So I'm that I'm.
1: We're our, our
2: evaluation. Like I'm not trying <laughs> right. I'm not trying to say something, but I'm trying to say something. Mm-hmm. So like that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, eight point five works. We do have some brownies up there that she made. We do. She she did make brownies. Yeah. Which is amazing. But the way that you've talked about this basically exercising more <laughs> banana bread from her seems like seems like that the banana bread is the way to go. Like these brand, these brownies are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're the same thing.
1: And she's made other things before. Oh, she yeah. made us uh chocolate chip cookies the night that we yep. came over to brainstorm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, See, this and is we hadn't had anything to drink, I don't think.
2: Last week
0: we had uh the uh, peanut butter chocolate covered balls. Those were really the, good. The um uh Buckeyes. See, this mm-hmm.
2: is where like I'm trying to I'm just trying to get as many guest appearances as I possibly can, <laughs> because because okay. it sounds like you guys are being spoiled in a we way are. that like we are. that I cannot like I want to get in on the game <laughs> like I'm uh-huh. like how do I get? You might see me not even be on the podcast, mm-hmm. but like just show up on Wednesdays randomly, right? Just to get one of the treats,
1: S- scratching at the windows I'll like be... zombies <laughs> in the night, yeah. it's just like
2: hey, I'll be like trick or treat, like can I have <laughs> can I have one? And just. And then disappear. And that's all Trick I got. treat, you bearded yeah. son bitches. Yeah, yeah, Let me in. Yeah. <laughs> Get, if you could just give me a shot of whiskey yeah. and whatever dessert of the delicious confectionery yeah. at hand and I'll I'll be on disa- my own. Dis- I'll be, yeah. I was just in the neighborhood. Right. You'd be like, you don't even live close <laughs> to here. What are you doing here? I was just here. Man, you live living right down. <laughs> yeah. <You're, you're> <laughs> you don't even live close to here. Yeah, I was just here. I was just wondering. Uh, I heard. Uh, more banana bread, guys, <laughs> <laughs> guys.
0: Yeah, we tasted the uh, the rogue rogue dead guy whiskey uh, mm-hmm. neat, and uh, now it's time to have this as a as a whiskey sour.
1: Yes, sir. And what do we have in here?
0: Mm. Sorry, just taking the taking <laughs> he, it in. He took a whiff. This uh, particular uh, recipe was two ounces of whiskey, one ounce of lemon juice, quarter ounce simple syrup egg white and a dash of ginger on top uh shaken in uh, a shaker Mm -hmm. with ice and then poured over a large ice cube and we garnished it with one of those lovely barrel aged cherries that we keep finding ourselves talking about week after week but uh and then uh dehydrated orange slice and then something i did uh not too long ago uh, and I don't remember maybe I saw it on a video or whatever, but I just hit just a just a quick splash of the bitters on top of of everything
1: which bitters is it you've got uh you've got several it's now. just the
0: the standard aromatic
1: aromatics okay yep.
2: now okay this, this doesn't feel just based on your description like your uh college whiskey sour so like where the inspiration for this this is
0: definitely not. A whiskey sour with a Miller Lite, <laughs> kind of a cocktail. If that's where you're getting at, yeah.
2: And I and I I think that like it's just fascinating how robust because I think yeah. that some people would easily think like yeah. let's just throw it away like it's a whiskey sour. This is just right. like you know two parts putting it together and then like uh, it's okay. So,
0: so up till recently, my whiskey sours were always. Whiskey, lemon juice, simple syrup, done. Right. Um, you, you, you throw a, a cherry in there and, and you call it good. Yeah. As I've kind of dug in and subscribed and watching just tons and tons of these cocktail videos that you find out on, on Instagram and, and TikTok and can kind of comparing recipes and how different people do them. I also have a bar book that has all the, re, all the different cocktail recipes that you can imagine in there. Comparing what it actually says and, and the different variants, I kind of started putting those other things together. And so the egg white is something that I knew of – for a long time
1: from the amaretto sour well just
0: sours in general okay egg white i I knew an egg white was always an optional type of an ingredient Mm -hmm. and because it's an egg white and it's that extra step yeah i've never thought much about it and it's just like too much work just give me the whiskey and uh so but i tried it not that long ago and it's worth the work it 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 takes to a new level Mm-hmm. And, and then so
1: it, the, the egg white might not be best for, for every cocktail, right? You know, uh, clearly not, but like for, for what we've done and everything that you've researched, sometimes you've researched the same drink several times in yeah. one evening off, off mic and, um, uh, definitely not, not off messenger. Cause he'll take a picture out of every damn rough draft <laughs> you got and send it. I'm like this motherfucker. <laughs> Look at him.
0: Look at him go. Well, you know, you. He... If you don't, and then I'm egging you on. If you on don't from first succeed,
1: side, you know you got to try it again. I'm like, it's I don't, like, I don't know if that would taste that good. Maybe it needs no, some bitters. No, let's try one more. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, but you know, and and with all of these, uh, I have just found having a good stash of these dehydrated orange and lemon slices is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And just about, in my opinion, anyway, just about anyone. Uh, these cocktails or even neat if you're just Mm -hmm. drinking neat throwing that dehydrated orange slice in there just adds just a a little bit of that citrus flavor uh, Mm -hmm. to it and so that's always in there Uh, recently I saw a one of these Instagram videos that I saw had a dashing of ginger on top of the 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 egg white foam
2: did they slice it it. Or? it was just there in like the final okay. photo okay. so i didn't
0: really see so i'm not sure if they did a grated uh ginger okay. here we just used just the the from the spice cabinet okay our our uh powdered ginger okay kind of just dashed on the top of it for just a little luxury flavor pop and then one of the other videos i saw they had or no actually it wasn't on uh, a video it was just something i just tried and if i was being honest a lot of times I might try things just because of how I think it'll look. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had a great photo um, cocktail that I made. It had a great nice foam head on it. Took the photo, had the had the orange slice and the cherry positioned in there just right. I actually, on that particular one, I had done just a slight squeeze to the cherry. So there was a mm-hmm. little bit of the red juice sitting on top of there. And that's what gave me the idea of I wonder if I just put a couple polka dots mm-hmm. bitters on top of that and so I did it but then I tried it and wow the the explosion of flavor mm. just having just that little bit of bitters on that on top of the surface it's kind of made me incorporate that into anytime I'm doing a whiskey sour now
1: well hell on that note I'm, I'm ready to try Whis- this out yes sir how cheers. About you guys cheers cheers
2: wow
0: there's that bitters,
1: mm-hmm. the bitters with the lemon, mm-hmm. and the uh, and the whiskey, the dead guy whiskey, from uh, Rogue, Rogue Spirits. This this is a this is a this is a pretty good uh, sour. It's probably my favorite of the sours that we've had. Like yep. uh, we've had the sour with the uh, the mint over at uh, at Mitch's house, mm-hmm. and then we had another one uh, recently. And um, <clears throat> this is probably my favorite, and I'm not entirely sure why. I can taste the ginger off the top. It's uh, it's really good.
2: One of the things that I think is interesting is that like that smokiness that I love from mm-hmm. it doesn't isn't like really present. That I, I personally, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's there, mm-hmm. which is unusual because I would expect to kind of have that come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember
1: that. That was one of your favorite things about yeah, the Rogue whiskey, yeah. The uh, and dead I don't, guy.
2: I don't remember you had the vanilla notes. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's coming through a little bit more than the. Like the smoky flavor, that kind mm-hmm. of taste that that I that I that I love. So that's really interesting. That like because of the cocktail and what the other ingredients are coming bring like brought to the table, mm-hmm. that it's kind of tempered the whiskey in yeah. that kind of tone. That's that's there.
1: Yeah. the The cocktails are. Um, how, how did we put it? We we kind of put it tailored mm-hmm. tailored mm-hmm. to the whiskey itself. And when you look at the flavor notes. On the uh, on the mouth of the flavor taste palate, uh, the honey is ever present on the palate, continuing into malty and vanilla notes with smoky overtones. Uh, there's some coffee and caramel in there as well, and the finish is a lingering sweet finish. At malty, the honey returns with another hint of nuttiness. Now, when it when it comes to this cocktail here with the whiskey sour, um, it's uh, you can taste the honey. It, it tastes like it has honey in it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's coming straight from the whiskey. And not just because I have a little a little block of honeycomb here from <laughs> Bee Farms, and it's looking at us. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm excited to uh, to try that because, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever had honeycomb before. You get, so, so
1: neither one of you have ever, Mm-mm. unless it's the breakfast cereal. Unless it's the breakfast cereal. All right, and I've eaten
2: my, my fair share of that. Yeah,
1: we'll have to get ourselves some forks and take a little little chunk of it and chew it up and see what y'all think. Yeah. This is gonna be great.
2: I'm excited. Yeah. One of my questions I was gonna ask. Um, <laughs> both of you mm-hmm. do you know like the origin of whiskey sour I do not nope do you know you want to take a guess of where it's been first mentioned I cheated a little bit I'm, I looked it up on Wikipedia
1: well that's fine perfect that's fine. yeah um,
2: what do you think ooh. it's a, in the it's I'm gonna say in the United States so we okay. gotta figure out a state where it was first mentioned published in the newspaper mm. I'll give you the year. 1870. Where do you think? 1870.
0: So
1: this is uh, this is post Louisiana wow. Purchase. So there's uh, the the southeastern states. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Florida is the orange state. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out where we get most of our lemons. I think I'm drawing a complete black blank on that. I'm thinking it's California, but I don't know.
0: I was gonna say San Diego, San Francisco, uh, Bay
2: Area.
1: The Bay Area. All right. Fuck it. But, I'll I'll go Florida.
2: Okay. And you, and what was yours, Wayne? Yeah, um, let's say San Francisco. Okay. Um, so, I it's a one in 50 guess, so I didn't really, do, the odds were <laughs> not stacked in your favor. Actually, the first time that it was mentioned in a newspaper was in a Wisconsin newspaper. Wisconsin? Huh. And uh, in 1870, which I think is fascinating. So, I don't know, I don't, there's a lot of, like, in 1962, Another story published it, talking about a whiskey sour, um a Peruvian newspaper. So obviously, like this is just a bite-sized piece of information that mm-hmm. I'm like quickly reading, um, which doesn't describe like where it like originally came from. but I just mm-hmm. think it's fascinating that like Wisconsin does is it the say first what I've...
1: they made it out of?
2: Let me take a look at or that.
1: like the uh, the original uh, the original cocktail recipe because I mean shit, maybe now, I mean, they have would you say eighteen seventy. That's where it first, yeah. I mean, they could they they could have been barrel aging things by then, you know. They could have had a oh, nice yeah. bourbon and all that. So,
2: but. for this, they don't really say any more about it except for okay. that. Okay, it was hiscor- historically mentioned, um, hmm. but I can't even pronounce the the name of the, the location of the, the newspaper. But the Plain Dealer huh. is the the newspaper. Very
0: cool. That's a very yeah. old
1: cocktail. I, I would have never thought, Wisconsin. Or I would yeah. I don't I don't even know if I would have thought 1870. And you know there's some dickhead at a bar somewhere that's been like really trying to perfect this thing and make it right.
2: <laughs> I always think that's fascinating mm-hmm. with like a specific drink that you love mm-hmm. or a cocktail mm-hmm. that you love, and you are just trying to level it up. Yeah. To like, and I feel that way with the old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Like I have gathered specific thoughts about what I love about an old fashioned mm-hmm. and which place can do a really good old fashioned and yep. what is not great about it and what I prefer mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of those things are kind of coming together and, and trying to find like, like basically like, <laughs> like I'm Indiana Jones, like I'm yeah. looking for like the temple of the old fashioned and yeah. the perfect, uh, uh-huh. The perfect one.
1: And you're trying not to like run into the guy with the kali right?
2: Kalima, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like, oh, oh, ma, oh, I'm looking for my old fashioned to be in a museum. That's okay. basically what I'm not looking safely for, safely behind the glass. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for.
1: Not glowing so hot, it, it pops out of your satchel and lands on uh, alligators down below.
2: I see the I see the the old fashioned sitting on the. Oh, the, and you're the platform.
0: And you got your bag of sand and
2: you're trying to Oh uh, I was gonna say, like, yeah, I got I got like name your pick your beer <laughs> okay. and I'm just trying <laughs> to replace it with whatever beer that's sitting there.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. What what are your uh what are your thoughts on the uh the egg white? Did it bring anything to it? Did it do anything for you?
2: So I feel like no, I guess maybe let me let me ask some some follow up questions before I answer that. Okay so what is egg white supposed to do a
0: couple things uh visually it floats to the top gives a nice white head on your cocktail mm-hmm. uh color separation but it also gives it uh that a, a creamy texture i don't know flavor wise it adds anything maybe I it, does. it does I think um, it
1: kind of mellows it mellows out the harshness. It of might mellow, yeah. Are in
0: there? I, I would agree with that.
1: Um, Presentation-wise, like you said, but it
2: cre- it makes it super creamy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I feel like this. When you talk about the mellowing out, I felt like it brought all the ingredients to a more consolidated level, mm-hmm. where I could like they all work together. Because yeah. again, with the lemon juice, it's easy to get quickly sour. Like. And I don't feel like mm-hmm. it was too sour. It right. was very Goldilocks. That's the best it's way in to, the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, yeah, it was like I felt like the egg white probably helped bring it to like the Goldilocks mm-hmm. zone mm-hmm. and make it feel more cohesive and together, mm-hmm. which was which, which was great.
1: I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Plus, uh, I I like it for the uh, the presentation alone. It's uh, it's got like a nice pillowy top, you know, with with the head, the, the mm-hmm. foam on the mm-hmm. top. And uh, you can really—it makes a, a color contrast with the with the with the bitters or with the um, the the little dusting of the nutmeg or whatever on there, and uh, with the with the orange slice and the and the cherry, it's all just you know color contrast. It's not some monochromatic kind of boring yeah. thing. Just presentation-wise, it looks really cool.
2: In addition to like um, what you're talking about with the the dash of ginger on top. Like that first initial taste to get like some of that ginger mm-hmm. was really really great, and I felt like the 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 way the orange was dehydrated, mm-hmm. like the taste of that, like as kind of like an after like a nice little snack with the cherry. Is like yeah, mm-hmm. let me mm-hmm. like let me and it it's just like a nice little closer to the drink, mm-hmm. and I I feel like it was just tasty, and I yeah. and I and I love. This is what I love about like there's something to be said about neats, like Mm -hmm. and and, oh yeah. And 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 tasting it and in having the core taste of whatever you're drinking, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But I love cocktails so much because it there's a variety to it and there's more there's a variety there's a different way of telling the story with the drink, right? Yeah. So like having the additional garnish The layers to it, adding the egg white, you get more of that story. Like, you know, what we've been Mm -hmm, talking mm -hmm. about or what I've been talking about is the experience, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, having something that, like, I drink and it's not so convoluted. So don't get me wrong. Like, I think that you can go too far with, like, a garnish. And, like, I'm not the type of person that loves a Bloody Mary that has <laughs> like fifty. Half the di- garden
1: in it. Yes. Like yeah. I, think and a wa- chicken leg. I think that's wild. Right. I
2: think that's wild. I think that's wild. I'm more of like, I probably will lean more towards if like we were talking about food and like chef, like mm-hmm. chef's table type food. Like more of like here's a little bit taste it. It's been fine tuned to like hopefully the closest of perfection in heaven that you could possibly get Mm -hmm. and then like taste it. And like, what do you think about it? Let's talk about that. And less, let me give you a table full of the biggest burger or, you know, again, the bloody Mary, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw the whole entire kitchen sink and garden to it that Mm -hmm. you're like, what Mm -hmm. the heck is this? And so what I love about kind of what was created here. Is that cherry and that orange really was just un- like the perfect amount to get a taste and a feeling that completed the rest of the drink? And I think that like if you can figure those things out, it, it it adds it takes it to another level.
1: Yeah, I think that sums it up better than I could have. Yeah. Put it.
2: Real quick, one of the things that I like, I feel. That's been fascinating with this experience. First of all, thank you for letting me partake with you. Yep, for coming out. Wonderful human beings. I just (laughs) your warmth and compassion. As long as you mean that as a compliment,
1: I'll I'll take it.
2: This is not sarcasm coming through. This is my writers talking right now. Right,
1: the writers have written it down. You are (laughs) reading it like a faithful agent.
2: No, I, I really appreciate both of you, and I will say that like what I love about this is that like it's easy to think you hear whiskey sour and you just say, well, let me get something sour. Let me get something whiskey and put it together. Mm, What I love about this is like this experience is that we are just the same thing with like anything. You can take it to another level, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, don't just get home and just be like, well, I'm just going to have a drink and just put something together. And it's like, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you take the time to like show the passion and the compassion, like, and the Mm -hmm. love that like, that you have into like a drink, like it will bring so much joy out of just that experience that you're having with the drink. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, don't just buy the store bought sour mix that you have. You know, you know, don't just buy, you know, be willing to like invest in like a good whiskey because it might take it to another level and like enhance your experience. And then it's not just like chugging down these drinks. It's, like taking a moment to like yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And I feel again with this one, I feel that way where it's just like, yeah, I drank it fairly quickly mm-hmm. because I loved the taste of it. Mm-hmm. But I also would have been completely happy just sitting here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mellowing out and just mm-hmm. sipping it and walking away with that as just one drink.
1: Yeah. 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 I think, I think our, our guest, Mr. Chandler Johnson has a, uh, you know, hit every nail on the head, right square in the head. And we started with a, with a, um, going back to the tasting, uh, the, the dead guy whiskey rope from, uh, Rogue Spirits. And, uh, it was a, it was a honey forward, you know, pretty much all the way through the, through the nose, through the flavor and the finish. And I think that was key for making this, uh, whiskey sour really, uh, you know, exceptional as far as whiskey sours go. And, um, you, uh, W-2, you put a lot of work into this, uh, bringing it to the table for us to try out. And uh, I 100% applaud. I would applaud. I don't know what it would sound like with the microphone.
0: <laughs>
1: it, it's really great. But, um, dear listener, if you're looking for a, uh, a whiskey sour, a recipe to take your whiskey sour to the next le- level, start with quality ingredients such as the dead guy whiskey from rogue spirits you know like we said it's it's uh it's honey forward it's got a vanilla kind of a, a citrusy note it's got a lot to offer just just alone and even a little bit of smokiness that, that chandler mm-hmm. enjoys and i that i enjoy i think all of us here at the table enjoy the smokiness and some whiskeys, absolutely and, and especially scotch the uh the whiskey that we will have available on our on our socials and, um, and in our notes uh, online, uh, you can check out at Uh Please continue to uh, check us out at saveroftheburn.com. It's an ever-evolving website. W2 puts a lot of work into that thing. And um, give us your feedback on there. There's a, uh, uh, an option where you can call in and leave us a voice message. Or you can email us, info at savertheburn.com. You can email us individually, Jonathan. Joe Nathan j o n a t h a n at <laughs> as Carl Burn, likes to say <laughs> at savertheburn.com or uh, email w 2 at savertheburn.com. Uh, let them let them know that his uh his recipes that he's put so much work into are amazing or on the other end of the spectrum but sure. I don't think you're I don't think you're not going to like it. The egg white idea um has thrown people off mm-hmm. before just even talking about egg white why would you put egg white in it I'm yeah. like hey just try it see what happens you might now, like it every friend was once a stranger you know just you might like it who knows give it a shot and uh so yeah we're we're pretty stoked about that and please continue to uh uh check us out on all podcast apps including but not limited to Spotify Audible Apple Podcast Pandora Google Samsung and many many more and uh share those damn it and stop by the the Facebook and uh Instagram and our uh Uh, You know, Twitter and fucking TikTok and, you know, hit like and and share that stuff with your friends. And uh, uh, don't forget, people, keep Keep on burning. burning.